But in the meantime, so, we have a great show for you here today. Zach, really quick, um, I'm about to uh, do a little post uh, letting people know the phone number and that they can call in. Is there any uh, topic or anything in particular or like a, a theme, uh, a, start, a conversation yes, starter? Yes, yes, yes. So I actually have a chosen question for um, maybe you'll be my guinea pig, Brian. Do you want to start us off with this, uh, this game that I've prepared? Sure. Let me, let me just uh, tell me what it is and then I'm going to post it and then I'll, I'll think of an answer. We are playing a game called Higher Thoughts. And Higher Thought is a uh, getting-to-know-you questions-based game where I have selected 10-ish questions from the Akashic Record. Have you ever heard of the Akashic Library, Brian? No. Well, it's a place where you don't want overdue library books. If you have pulled some reference material from the Akashic Library, please return your material on time. Most of our librarians are working from home right now, categorizing all of the Akashic Records. If you pull a book or a DVD from the library, make sure you get it back on time. That's my pro tip of the day. I pulled some questions from that Akashic Library, and I'm going to be asking every single person that calls in one unique question just for them. So if you're interested in uh, a little randomness, perhaps, we have people swimming in swimming pools here in Portland and enjoying the sunshine. She looked at me like I'm crazy because I am. Um, there's a, uh, a young lady in a kiddie pool, a, uh, an oversized kiddie pool, I would say, just sitting in the water on a hot day. And I said she was swimming around in a swimming pool. So um, we aim not to offend here, but we are going with the flow of these wheels as they roll. Get it? Get it? Mm. We're going with the flow out of these wheels as they roll. Get it? I think I heard some crickets. Oh, did you pump in critics? Crickets? Critics? And cr- <laughs> wow, the crickets man. are your worst I critic, never... brother. My worst cricket. Yeah. Um, I... <laughs> the very last cricket. The, uh, the cricket that chirps last chirps best. Um, so would you like me to ask you a question, Brian? Sure. Random question I'm pulling up here is Do you get to choose who you love? Um to some extent. Uh does this have to be a yes or no answer? No. No. I think that um that uh you get to choose who you kind of I think I think any given person is capable of loving many different people. And they have many different uh, impulses and feelings and things that pull them different ways And uh, in life, you know. And, like, they kind of get to choose which of those they want to go with. And uh, so I think there is some choice involved in love. Uh, it's not completely uh, like you're at – it's not like you're getting washed away by a tidal wave necessarily. Um, but then again, yeah, I don't know. It's like sometimes you can't help yourself. So it's, a, it's complicated, but I think there is some choice involved. That's my answer. Do you have a full answer to that? It's a multiple choice. Um, is is love a a really great thing? B pretty good. Or C womp <laughs> womp. <laughs> no, dude. Love uh, love reigns supreme. It is a really good an important and wonderful thing. It's what makes life worth living. Has anyone ever told you you kind of sound like Barry Manilow 
with a hybrid Marvin Gaye. Every day of my life. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. I appreciate you getting uh, this, this show started. I have a little passage I've decided to read if you want one of these higher thought questions. Um, please listen to the show. I will be uh, announcing a time when I am uh, receiving callers. We've got a lot of people. We got a lot of people signed up to call in today on this radio show. Um, they, they're not signed up. I've asked them to, to call in and they've agreed and they've given me various times, but I've got to be honest, I have no way of checking those times. So I assume, I assume more than one person can call in and join the call randomly. So these are all assumptions. It is a windy day, so I do apologize for a little bit of windowing. I'm going to try to speak even louder than I normally do, which is kind of crazy because I've got a very loud voice. I'm going to read to you some important information. This is very important information. Um, and I want to thank my good friend of over 20 years, Mr. Brian. Um, they're holding down the knobs and he's the operator. He's the, he's the golden operator keeping this, uh, keeping this boat afloat. So thank you, Brian. Hey, my pleasure. Cool. Um, I'm going to read to you a passage, a kind of a long passage from a, a essay called The Radio Sermonettes. And I'm reading while re this is not the kind of show where you should do as we do. You should kind do the kind of things where you do what we say and don't read while riding your bike. But I'm going to do so very slowly. Mediation takes place by degrees, my friends. Some experiences like smell, taste, sexual pleasure, etc., are less mediated than others, like reading a book, looking through a tel telescope, or listening to a record. Some media, especially the live arts, such as dance, theater, musical, bardic performance, are less mediated than others, such as TV, CDs, virtual reality. Even among the media, usually called media, some are more and others are less mediated. According to the intensity and imaginative participation they demand, print and radio demand more of the imagination. TV less and virtual reality is the less, the least of all of the medias that require our attention. And the more singular a piece of media's capture of our focus, well, let me just continue here. Real art is play, and play is one of the most immediate of all experiences. Those who have cultivated the pleasure of play cannot be expected to give it up simply to make a political point, such as an art strike or the suppression without the realization of art etc. Art will go on in some way that the same way that breathing or eating or fucking will go on. Nevertheless, we are repelled by the extreme alienation of the arts, especially in the media, in commercial publishing and galleries, in the recording industry. And we sometimes worry even about the extent to which our very involvement in such arts or writing happens. Um, Fully realizing that any art manifesto written today can only stink of the same bitter irony it seeks to oppose, we nevertheless declare without hesitation or without too much thought, the founding of a movement. We call this movement, drumroll please, immediatism. We feel free to do so because we intend to practice immediatism in secret in order to avoid any contamination of publicly we'll continue our work in printing music but privately we will create and this is the important part something else something to be shared freely but never consumed passively something which can be discussed openly but never understood by the agents of alienation something 
commercial potential yet valuable beyond price. And this is not the radio. This is something else that we are creating, using the radio to create. Immediatism is not a movement in the sense of an aesthetic program. It depends on situation. Um, all spectators must all are to be shared and all products which may result from the play are also to be shared by the participants. The best games will always make little or no use of obvious forms of mediation such as photography, recording, printing, etc. but will tend towards immediate techniques involving physical presence, direct communication, and the senses. Um, an obvious matrix for immediatism is the party. Thus, a good meal could be the immediate art project, especially if everyone present cooked as well as ate. Ancient Chinese and Japanese on misty autumn days would hold outdoor parties. Oh, order, order part, O-D-O-R, smell parties, um, where they would bring various homemade incense or perfumes at linked verse parties. A faulty couplet would entail the penalty of a glass of wine, quilting bees, museum orgies, um, live music and dance. The past can be ransacked for appropriate forms and imagination will supply more. So that was my little sermonette from the radio sermonettes by Hockey Bay, encouraging us all to use the radio as a form of maximizing our potential to imagine a different, a different place with more players in the game, more fun inner children coming out of their shells to be silly and dance and make it all up because 100% of our culture is made up. It's made up by people and we participate in that process. So uh, give me a call if you want to chat about immediatism immediately right now. Um, and that phone number is 253-215-8782. You can check it right there on the player for Shady Pines Radio. And I will be monitoring my messages and making sure that we don't have any callers. But I'm just going to be continuing on this bike ride. I'm going to mute myself for a second because we do have an ambulance passing by and I don't want it to blast your eardrums off. Um, but thanks for listening, tuning in today. I'll be back in just 45 seconds to continue the show. Woot woot, my celial spokes. That's right, Zachary Wolk is biking around Portland, taking your calls live on the air. And uh, he's going to ask you questions. He's gonna, he has a bunch of questions that he got from some library somewhere, and he's going to ask you those questions and uh, shoot the shit with you live here on Shady Pines Radio. It's all an experiment. It's all an experiment. It's all theater. It's all the play. It's um, it's a little bit like uh, that silhouette, that silhouette kind of shadow play theater where the actor isn't even seen, but you can see their shadow on the curtain. Yes, we indeed. Are, we are all engaging on that, uh, on the same frequency together. And uh, I'm looking, I'm currently looking for a, a somebody on the streets to satisfy the first part of our mission which is to get a person we have never spoken to before and see what life is like for them. Because I think at the end of the day, it's the same as the beginning of the day. We are just collectors of stories in our storybooks. And our storybooks have chapters, you know? Like, um, Brian, you're still listening. You, you, I, can you identify various chapters in your overall storybook that are important for you? Yeah, I would say chapter 3 and uh, 14 are my favorites. 
Dude, I, I was there for chapter 14. I have no idea what chapter 3 was, so can you remind us what that was? Uh, well, I was about, uh, I was about six years old, and, uh, I got my head stuck between the bars, uh, in, uh, at Disneyland, in line. Uh, there's, like, those little, like, um, metal bars, and I put my head in there. I was always putting my head in places where they, it didn't belong, and, uh, I got my head stuck, and this, this strong guy had a pull the bars apart with his arms so I could squeeze my head out. That was chapter three. Hold on one second, hold on one second. Hopefully Zach's okay. He just had an abrupt uh, hold on in the middle of my invigorating story. We're here on Shady Pines Radio, mycelial spokes. Zach is riding around town taking your calls. You can call in right now and uh he'll ask you random questions and uh oh hello yes, call, yes. Call thank in you for holding two... it down my work just my, my work just called me so that was a phone call i had to take oh um but it's it's just the beginning of many we are starting the phone lines on right now so please call in one thing that i've been doing is i have been flyering all of portland with these shady pines radio flyers maybe you're a listener that saw one of these flyers and you'd like to call in and and participate in this radio station it is a interactive medium that we are generating here and uh so yeah so feel free to call in on the phone number on your screen if you go to the website shadypinesradio.com you will see a phone number you can call that in and I've never used this technology with just the phone number before, but I assume that it works really smoothly. Um, that phone number is 253-215-8782. That's 253-215-8782. Sweet. That's 253-158-87. No, 2, 253-215-8782. Um, I just, it's on your screen. Just look at your screen. Oh, there it is. Hey, I'm just that. Um, so currently, it's just you and me. So I wonder if this phone call, phone call business, even works. And uh, I can give it a shot better. right now. Do you want me to try it? Um, no, well, we will. We'll hold off for another minute. My, uh, I'm telling my friend, my old roommate, David Daniel Brown, to call me now. Okay. And and seeing if if that works. Um, all right, you know, I, I can I can probably hang for like another couple minutes, but I think me and Callie are gonna see if we can find a place where we're allowed to go hiking. So um, yeah, you sh- totally should do that. My roommates are also hiking. Shout out to Lulu and Jason if you are out there. What's up? I, I hope you're you're enjoying the beautiful scenery. We'll still be listening and everything, especially on the on the the drive wherever we're going. So we'll be cool. we'll be with you. I just won't be able to say anything unless I call. Cool, cool. Um, I am going to. Thank you, Brian. Let's give Brian a round of applause, which I would die if I did right now. But uh, uh, let's keep me alive. Uh, thanks a lot. And I am all by myself. And it works, you know? It's Sometimes we have to appreciate the solidarity in life in order to appreciate solitude. the camaraderie. I think you mean the solitude. The, 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 what did I say? Solidarity. solidarity. So, solid, yeah, that, that, solid. Sometimes you just have to enjoy a game of solitary. Yeah. You know? <laughs> or, uh, yeah, solidarity. Solitude. Um, 
I am currently at the Creston School in Portland, Oregon, and the mural on the wall, which has the fairy and two children reading that are surrounded by butterflies and an elephant and a regal prince riding that elephant. Oh, hey, Zach. That mural, Sorry. That mural in, yeah. I just wanted to let you know that they also have to enter a meeting ID when they call that oh, number. No. Oh, so no. So I can, I, can, I can say that. Um, <clears throat> I can put that in the, in the thingy here. Oh, no. Uh, okay, so the meeting ID is... Oh, boy, this is com- confusing. 891-7910-3274. Again, that meeting ID number is 891-7910-3274. All right. Um, well, I added that to the description on uh, ShadyPinesRadio.com, so if you look at the player out there, you will uh, you will see that information pop up here in just a second. Okay, I'm going to quickly message uh, ID number to uh, to all of the people that said that they were going to call in today, um, and and we will keep the good times rolling. Um, <laughs> get it? You get it? Oh uh, yeah. I, I say I say get it um, a lot to, to my pal Brian because we have this very old kind of a inside joke uh, relationship with each other. Um, we've amassed uh, countless thousands of hours of internal memes uh, that can only be deciphered and understood by himself, myself, and perhaps one other person out there. And uh, and uh, so sometimes I say things like, you get it? Because we're referring to Rhyme Time Incorporated. Rhyme Time Incorporated is a, um, it was it was a corporation that was around in the, in the 2000s, um, but they went bankrupt at the start of this whole pandemic thing where it, they used to produce rhymes. And every single rhyme was also a joke and every joke may just lie. Um, so while I'm rowing my boat, as I gloat uh, in my throat is where the words emote. I want to give a shout out to Nocturnal Emissions. Uh, Nocturnal Emissions every Sunday evening is a contribution show. Um, there's so much fucking rad, 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 rad music that comes out every Sunday night. And when I say comes out, some of this, these songs have been around forever, but I have never heard a single one that I've heard before when I tune into Nocturnal Submissions. And um, we have to give a shout out to Callie for putting on a really great, really great playlist. Indeed. Uh, and so our friend Jordan is going to possibly call us. Oh, and maybe David and Jordan will be on the line at the same time. That would make for an interesting conversation. Um, hey, sorry about that. So, yes, yeah, so Jordan or David, if uh, you're listening to this radio show as I ride my bike around Portland, Oregon, um, there are way faster bike riders than me on Portland, and I'm making them laugh by calling them out for being 10 times faster than me. That being said, I'm carrying around a big-ass backpack on the front of my bench. I wanted to talk to everybody about apples and how delicious apples are. When was the last time you had a really sweet, crispy, crunchy apple in your mouth? It's been about three weeks, actually, since I've had a good apple. Oh, man, you need to re-up. It is apple season. And shout-outs to Wenatchee, Washington, the apple capital of the United States. They have the most apple orchards. When I was passing through Wenatchee last week, the streets were going crazy. The streets were going crazy with people that were excited about apple nests and 
Fest, Cider Fest was happening. So people were drinking tons of cider, having a good old time. And unfortunately, they were drinking cider and riding around. Speaking of which, it's 420 somewhere in the world. and uh, On the East Coast so, right now. On the East Coast. Um, I have done my due diligence before I got... And... I like the word edible. The word edible is a really good word because there's nothing wrong with the word edible. I, you, you, you usually eat hundreds of edibles every week. And so I had an edible, you know, I, I ate it and it was edible. So if you have any edibles that you like to enjoy, uh, I want to give a shout out to Nocturnal Submission. I also want to give a shout out to the I Am Life Project. IamLifeProject.org is getting together tomorrow evening and also doing a, a song circle, a circle in the rounds online. So what I would recommend you do is you have both feeds on and you have one of them muted at a time and you can channel surf between uh, Shady Pines Radio and listen to Nocturnal Submissions and then go back and forth and listen to um, the... I am Life Bird Songs Project because they've never done anything like that before. That's my home-based community tribe out of Los Angeles, California. And they're amazing, amazing singers. Like, really, really next level. And the way that they rehearse together, they, they pray together. It's a really beautiful thing that the I Am Life Project is up to in Los Angeles, if you're not familiar yet. Check them out at IamLifeProject.org. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what time that's going on tomorrow, but if you go to at Lucid Vibrating, you can find out more. Yee-hoo! Indeed. Yee-hoo! Yeah, I think somebody might have just joined the call. Yee-hoo! Who Yo. just... Hey! Yeah, what's up? This is David. This is, da- this is David. I've been listening to Zach make a plug for I Am Life. Thanks for that, brother. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You want to you wanna give a little uh, bit of a, uh, a plug for what's happening tomorrow? You want me to talk about the, uh, what you were just uh, sharing about? Yeah, just, just what can people expect if they, if, they, um, if they sign on to the event that's happening? Yeah, well... Um, we are we are part of a very uh, uh, networked and extended um, medicine family, and we often hold gatherings, usually like four of them a year, um, sometimes more, and they're called soul circles. And we basically um, have a uh, a very publicly accessible ceremony with ceremony grade cacao. And we usually open up the evenings with some um, some specific prayers and intentions and breath work, um, and then we kind of open up the evening with you know medicine music, and we close it out with some ecstatic dance. And um, this is essentially how we're still meeting, how we're still uh, honoring our our work, um, but you know doing doing what we can during uh, all all the quarantine stuff. So. It's our first go at it. Tony's, Tony's, Tony Moss is plugging along right now, getting things situated on all the logistical tech details for everybody to be participating. But uh, I'm pretty sure we're gonna have Michael Strauss doing live visuals that we're gonna be able to like toggle back and forth between like the person sharing music and doing live visual projection, which he usually does all our events. Um, and then. 
it's also going to be a fundraiser in that you can you can donate to each artist individually um, if you feel called to. So, I mean, it's it's not specifically being marketed as this is a fundraiser for some cause. It's more like, hey, if you feel to donate money to these artists, um, then please do. But it's it's more of an opportunity to just gather. You know, we were really inspired by Kanta uh, Como More that the whole karaoke medicine family kind of put on um, a few weeks ago. So this is kind of our our first expression of that. Cool, man. Um, you touched on a lot of stuff right there, actually. Um, it's funny how we can rattle off so much information that we just know so well, because it is us, it's part of our blueprint DNA, and we just don't realize how much we've said. Um, you just spoke about, oh, what time is that tomorrow? What, what time and how can people tune in? Yeah, it's starting at 7 p.m. and it goes, it's going to go till 9.30 or so. Um, so it's cool. about a two and a half hour thing in the evening. It's uh, 7 p.m. Uh, West Coast or California. I'm going to read is a new one. So if you're feeling uh, like communing in a, in a sacred way and being in virtual ceremony with the tribe, then, uh, then look up the details of the I Am Life Project website. You did mention a man by the name of Karaoke who... Wow, I, you you invoked quite quite a, a long lineage just by saying that one word, and um, yeah. I I've been I've uh, felt called to start a radio show where we break down hymns, David, medicine songs. We sing we sing the songs together on the radio show, and we do a little deciphering of what the lyrics mean to us and what uh, what kind of value is in the treasure of these hymns. And I'm curious what you think about that idea. I mean, that's rad, dude. Uh, there's, there's, there's some, there's some very, uh, there's a lot of depth in, in that, in his traditions and, uh, rooted in, uh, Afro-Brazilian, uh, traditions. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, I think that's a great idea. Is my is my simple answer. <laughs> sweet, sweet, cool. Uh, well, you'll be invited to, to be yeah. on that show too, if you, if you have the freedom to be on that show. Um, I, I, you know, I'm used to calling you Young David, but like Young Padawan or Young Anakin or something like that. But you are actually not that young anymore. You're a full grown ass man, as I am, which is crazy. And uh, I'm wanting to check in with you. We haven't talked since this pandemic thing happened, but uh, how are you guys? How are you coping? What's uh? What's alive for you? Um, yeah, I mean, things have been good. Uh, you know, I, I definitely uh, was doing really great at first. I mean, I, I, when it all started to happen, I, I felt like it was an unexpected uh, blessing to just take a pause from really what was about to be a really stacked lineup of events and, and activities, you know, moving into the springtime current. So there was a sense at first of like relief and like, oh, great. Like I get to, you know, you know, I'm not going to make any money right now, but, um, you know, this is what's happening. So I'm surrendering to it. Um, and, you know, all that being said, uh, when they then canceled the beach in L.A. and they canceled the hiking trails, um, I kind of had my first moment of like cabin fever and like really questioning what was happening. I see. Uh, re like really questioning the dominant narrative. Um, and that, and then I, it was interesting because 
simply by asking certain questions and using social media as an avenue for that, I was very surprised to see so many people like uh, react to me asking questions. Uh, uh-huh. They started telling me out. They started telling me I was killing people and, and all this kind of stuff, and I was like, "What the heck is going on?" Like, yeah, so we I decided get rid of that black and white thinking. Yeah, man, I, I started to research um, a lot of a lot of things that are that have been coming out, um, including uh, the truth about vaccines docu series, and that that's one of the most well put together nine episodes in that docu series, featuring so many significant leaders, and they've all been silenced and censored and suppressed because um, essentially they're all whistleblowers and they're all blowing the whistle on where there's corruption within big pharma, and it's not an anti-vaccine. And it's not a pro-vaccine docu-series, but that, among several other pieces of information, just had, you know, because there's these doctors um, as well who are kind of speaking out right now about, uh, there's just a lot of people asking questions and kind of teaming up. I think it's such a hot button issue because, um, because people have been so deeply affected by the virus that the response to it is immediately like after September 11th. It's like that was kind of an unspoken. You didn't really talk about it because people were afraid because of yeah. it. Yeah, you know. And so, always be afraid of fear. But um, one thing I have to ask you straight out the gate, you you kind of touched upon it. Um, there, I know a lot of anti-vaxxers, and I also know a lot of people that think vaccines are super important. Um, and have been throughout human history. I just, um, I, I, I would just want to ask you if you acknowledge the positive contributions that vaccines have had to humanity. Yeah, um, in theory, immun- um, vaccines can support immunization um, by producing more antibodies, but um, uh, there's been a lot of misinformation um, about exactly how effective they've been. Um, that's what I've currently come to see, and so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not pro and I'm not anti. But you know what's yeah. concerning me is that there's no, in, there's no true informed consent, and that doctors, uh, basically pediatricians, they will tell um, their patients that are having uh, children that if they, they will pressure them into getting vaccines. Like if, oh, if you don't get all these vaccines that the CDC and WHO recommend then you are essentially not allowed to come to my practice because they, the doctors don't get liability insurance if they don't meet a particular percentage of their patients in their practice uh, meeting the quota. So they're, they are not given liability insurance and they're often given like huge, like $400,000 or more um, bonuses annually for meeting those. Um, so they're literally getting paid to, to, to push vaccines and oftentimes in a way that's bullying people and and so there's I mean, actually I, I guess, no I guess, true... I guess i guess i guess the responsible question for me to ask you as the host of this show is then um have you had any encounters personally with any uh physicians or people that do payroll processing to know for sure that those bonuses go through to those doctors for reading this uh, reaching a sort of quota or is this parroted information based on something that you heard online uh, this is this is based on what I just now shared is based on is based on many of the people sharing in the truth about vaccines docu series. I see. Um, oh, and and how can people yeah. that are interested in that find that? 
Well, unfortunately, as I was also mentioning a second ago, there's so much censorship happening right now, which is really concerning to me because a lot of people who are in the fear, um, they're like getting on board and agreeing and saying, yeah, it's good they're censoring this because that's false information. But um, what's what I'm really concerned about right now, it's essentially like burning of books. Like there's, there's a lot of viral videos speaking alternative narratives that are just being censored and anything that's about that that contradicts the CDC of the WHO's stories about vaccines is yeah. being censored by Facebook, Google, YouTube, Vimeo, Mailchimp, and um, you know on, on the last thing I'll share, brother, uh, because that is that is factual. That is that, I, that, that I, I've seen uh, Facebook groups with over 2.5 billion people just get canceled out of nowhere one day. That's like somebody, yeah. that's like many, many people's work is moderating those forums to make sure that those people can stay connected and informed from each other. And, uh, and yeah, based on internal politics, that stuff is just pulled. I don't trust that, uh, that medium. That's why I'm happy that we're doing this radio show. It gives us an opportunity to speak to each other, each one teach one, and like share the good messages about, you know, true information that's out there. I just hesitate on saying like, Oh, doctors definitely get this bonus because I don't know that. Yeah, I I I want to chime in here really quick just because this is Brian, by the way, of Shady Pines Radio. And I do think vaccines are extremely important. Um, And I've I've yet to see any compelling evidence that there's like corrupt doctor bonuses beyond like just uh, like viral YouTube videos, which, you know, you talk about burning books. I recommend people actually read some books and look into the science on vaccines because they've uh, eliminated polio. all kinds of things it, it you know it, it's uh, it's extremely valuable and um and while i don't support censorship i do think uh it's important that we all do our due diligence before spreading information not to say you haven't um i don't know what what information you have but i do think we have to go beyond uh the viral videos in our research and uh you know but at, at the same time people have to be able to share whatever information so it gets corrected that if it comes to the surface and it finds out that it's not true um, and there is there is a lot of uh, like you know the, the, my only thing is like so few people that are receiving all of this information have access to evidence about any of it. So we just have to be cautious. I just say we all exercise caution on both sides. Um, but but it's it's important that the people that uh, have you know certain certain subsets of information have the capacity to share that as well like this freedom of information and freedom of expression it's either it's kind of an all or nothing thing as long as it's not leading to the direct harm of anybody um we all need to know what's going on in our world so it's, it's a tricky balance right tricky balance yeah 100 percent. I, I didn't mean to take us down this conversation specifically um oh, no, and also no. like what the 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 questions I'm asking myself personally don't reflect, and I know we're talking about I am life. Like what I'm sharing and what I've looked into, absolutely is just my beliefs. I'm not I'm not speaking on behalf of anyone or any organization or anything like that. I'm just I'm just sharing what I've what I've been uh, putting together, and um, I think there can yeah I think there can be a place for vaccines, um, but it appears that we're moving in the direction of mandatory vaccination more than what's already happening. And there's many arguments to say that that's already happening. So this is the last thing I'll say. I, I will only say I'm concerned about what appears to be in motion. And right. I think that there's a lot of misinformation that the corruption within big pharma, big media, 
seems to be a lot of collusion there that I think deserves investigation, and that's the fairest and most neutral statement I can say. Uh, yeah. As I said, I'm not I'm not anti or pro, um, but that's that's all I'll say on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, hey, David, uh, changing topics yeah. real quick, switching switching it up, sure. switching lanes. Uh, thanks yeah. for w- being willing to say some unpopular stuff. I think that's really important. Um, uh, and, and, I, and I say that it's unpopular because um, it's criticized and it's judged. And like you say, it is censored uh, uh, in, yeah. in, ma- in major, major ways. And it's like, let the people decide, you know, like, like let the people find out what they need to research at least. Um, but I do know that uh, sometimes uh, flight is in the divine sign of alignment with the stars and your bars are on par with any of those rhymes that I have had the challenge and time to unwind, rewind, and decipher. Um, the codes of the myths are alive for us as people, human beings in this cipher. So if you want to jump in, it's alive for you to grab that current and do what you do, my brother. Are you, are you inviting me to, to freestyle a little bit now? I'm inviting you to freestyle <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, all right. <clears throat> I'm feeling so blessed to be walking in this path with all my family. Humanity is awakening, and I know that we can do anything we put our minds to when we get real true, when we align with the divine circuitry inside. Channeling the return of the bird tribe, and I will not fly. I'm just gonna open up the sky and plant my seeds in the earth, and I'm gonna sprout them until they're given up that new birth. Rebirth of the phoenix rising from the flames. As us humans come together, we will not go insane because. We are being crazy every single time. We tell someone they're lying and we haven't even looked into (laughs) what they're trying to say. We're just judging every single way. And it's time to bring that compassion. And I will say that I will forgive you. I will walk away, but I might block you if you are crazy. And that's okay because that's my healthy boundary. But I got compassion because everyone is crazy because we don't know what's happening. And everyone needs to embrace uncertainty. Because there's a collective meditation reverse Dieta meditation retreat happening And we are awakening Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ouch, ouch. thank you Ouch, ouch, ouch um, Ouch, ouch, ouch <laughs> uh, I mean, that's, such a, that's such a valuable exercise, man I love to just let, let the gates open And just see what kind of relative when we go through wind tunnels and it makes a lot of noise on the radio um are you willing to answer a random question from my list here of random questions you talking to me sure yeah yeah okay if you okay if life was for learning what sort of things are we here to learn hmm Well, oh, do you want me to freestyle to this question? Yes, yes. <laughs> if, if, life is, I, if life is for learning, then what is there to learn? <laughs> you don't have to. You okay. can just answer it. What sort of okay. things are we here to learn? What, what sort of things are we here to learn? 
All right. Um, well, I think that Planet Earth, Mother Earth, Gaia, um, I think she is probably one of the most powerful training grounds in, in the entire multiverse uh, for cultivating the growth of our soul and our spirits in a way that perhaps isn't quite as possible in, in other realms. Um, I believe that we've all probably lived many lifetimes in many planets and many in many aspects of different galaxies and universes. Um, but I think that from what I've understood, uh, our planet is very, very, very special in terms of the kind of in terms of what the human experience offers. I think if we look at the human experience as like a the deepest, the deepest uh, possible, the deepest possible way in which we can grow and learn lessons. Those lessons are unique to each person. Like my, the lessons I'm learning and embodying may be a hundred percent different than the ones you're here learning and embodying. And of course, there's a lot of overlap. But given how much density there's been on this planet, how much uh, identification with material world and with form and with ego there's been. There's been a lot of war and pain and suffering. And so I think that the balance of the shadow and the light, the balance of all of our joys and beauty um, and love and unity and peace, the balance of all that with all the shadow and separation. And we've, we've chosen to experience all these things so that we could harvest spiritual, spiritual food from all of that. Um, ultimately, which I think is just to help us understand and embody more of, more of all the spiritual uh, uh, values of yeah, compassion and forgiveness and and love and equanimity and um, just to just to learn how to be the best expression of the spirit that moves through us, you know, how, and and really to put our lives into service. I mean, if those aren't the most the most obvious end goal to someone awakening is to put their life into service um, and to participate in this amazing dance of life on this planet. Then. Uh, and just to do so in the most authentic uh, way, you know. <laughs> uh -oh. I'm sure there's like a, I'm sure there's a whole book that I could speak about all, all of that, and there's probably all, but I'll leave it there. I wanted to share with you that as you were sharing that, I, uh, I, I rolled up here in an area I haven't ever been to in Portland, and it's a full garden of roses, um, and it's, and and lots of them are popping, and lots of them aren't. Um, but each one has got its own unique shade. We've got some bright orange pinks out. And uh, I want to thank you for calling in today and being willing to be courageous with your expression. And um, I miss you guys so much. I miss you too, brother. Appreciate the call. It's really nice to, to drop in. You know, this whole quarantine thing has been very powerful. And everyone down here seems to be doing really good. Not everyone agrees on on everything, but uh, I think in general, everyone is uh, doing really good down here. So, yeah. Uh, I can't wait until we all get together in person. Uh, I hear Lucidity is still on for November. Uh, so I am definitely going to be going down to, to see, oh, who shows, yeah. who, see who shows up for that. If, uh, if that in fact stays true, which uh, right now that is Lucidity's on this year. So it'll be, it'd be cool to see there. It'd be cool yeah, to see you there, my, my brother. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna hop off. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask for more callers to call in so we can ask more questions and see what on, is on other people's minds. But um, I I do this a lot, so if you want to call and have more conversation on the radio, let's do it. 
Awesome, brother. I appreciate the, the drop in and sending you a big hug, man. I hope to see you soon. So much love, David. I'll talk to you soon. Bye, brother. Okay, ciao. Yeah, ciao. Um, I know one, one book that David Daniel Brown likes to plug out there is a book of prophecy um, from the Lakota and Hopi and Navajo uh, peoples. Um, it's this book called Return of the Bird Tribes. And Return of the Bird Tribes is filled with like <clears throat> all of these accounts of prophecy. And, uh, and some of them are verified as being very important to the native people. And some of them are less verified and more kind of like just sort of um, like telephone, kind of like spread around like telephone. But um, I know that most of these prophecies find resonance and find a place in the, the hearts of the people that read this book, especially the people that I know down there in SoCal that, uh, that, that these circles, they ripple out and then they, there are circles all over the world of people that sit together and sing songs together. And even in non-spiritual ways, it's funny. It's like Brian has a song called Pinecone that we sing together at the end of evenings, oftentimes at these open mics. And when we sing it together, when that chorus comes together, all we're doing is doing is singing that word pinecone. But it's it's the, the force of music to bring to bring together people and to and that, that force, that current, that pulse is uh is something that's really beautiful to me. And uh, if you have a song that you want to teach to me or to, to teach to the audience, then call in to our show. Um, all of the information should be on your screen. It's 253-215-8782. Meeting ID number is 89179103-3274. I do know that the technology works because our friend David was able to chime in. So if you are one of those people on my list to call and feel free, I'm just gonna keep on yammering. Hi, Mom. Wow, hi. Hey, Zach, it's Ash. Hey, Ash, what's up? How's it going? Good. Remind me which Ash I know like a hundred Ashley What is up? How are <laughs> you? Um, Good. I, speaking of I Am Life Tribe, I Am Life is showing up today for my radio show. We just talked to David Daniel. I don't know if you heard that conversation. Um, I was listening to part of it, yeah. It's interesting how heated people and uh, the controversy behind what's true and what's not in this crazy world. But uh, I really want to thank you for your presence here today because you have a podcast called Vibrational Medicine and mm -hmm. you, you, all of the wisest people that you have learned lessons from about how to stay healthy, how to stay sane and how to keep your vibrations uh, like going correctly, swimming really smoothly. And um, yes. so I'm wondering, I'm wondering if uh, I want to plug your, your new album but first I want to ask you, like, what are your self-care practices during these times? That's such a great question, because I feel like this is, you know, this is a time that we've all been preparing for by having all these different tools and practices, you know, um, and now it's become super essential to make sure that I'm doing them every day, because it can get a little challenging to stay in my own truth, you know, with all of the other people's opinions and media and everything else floating in the in the consciousness so it's for me it's been really important for me to do some sort of a daily practice every day so that's like a a short meditation 
sometimes I'll do a guided meditation or use one of mine. Um, or I will do some kundalini breath activation, just get my energy flowing. And then um, dancing. And dancing has been essential for me, like every day, just at least dancing to a couple of songs and just letting loose and moving that energy out and whatever it takes I, to. I, I, I want to share with. I want to share with you something. Uh, you're you're my sister, right? I'm your brother. We can be open yeah, with each other. Yes, yes. Okay. All right, cool. For sure. Um, I was, <laughs> I was, I was watching uh, an Instagram story of you twerking uh, at I think Discovery Park or something like that, and uh-huh. I, I, I don't twerk myself personally, so I don't really know what uh, what the the spiritual benefit of twerking is. But witnessing, <laughs> observing you twerk. I felt like my energy body was twerking and like I was getting, I was getting, honestly, honestly, let's be real for a second. I, I've spent thousands of dollars on uh, personal training and everybody says mm-hmm. the same thing. Keep your attention on your ass. Keep your attention in that lower, <laughs> keep, keep that, keep that lower center strong. And, uh, yeah. And, yeah, I don't, you know, I wish I had a little something more to work with back there so I could pull it off. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, good work. I think, I think you're, I think you're leaps and bounds ahead of anywhere that I will ever come close to being. So uh. <laughs> that's been one of my quarantine goals is to like get really good at twerking. So yeah. thank you for that acknowledgement. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, uh, is, it have- is about that lower grounding energy for sure. Speaking of which, you have uh, put out an album on Bandcab that can really help. It's got binaural beats from uh, Torkum G, is that right? It's not binaural beats, but it is uh, certain frequencies that are tuned for each chakra. So yeah, it's, there's one meditation for each chakra, so there's seven different ones. And they're like 11 to 13 minutes, pretty short, because that's all I usually have time for in my normal life outside of quarantine (laughs) but um and I just jam-packed them all with you know different technologies like breath work affirmations toning sound healing like just put everything all within that short meditation and on top of all of that you're a music supervisor for tv shows and movies right yep Mm -hmm. what yeah is that what is that world like right now because of this you mean no, just in general, oh, in general. like to, to, to oh, score okay. a piece, like to, how much direction are you given? Does it vary? How do you find the right songs to fit the right moods? Soundtrack, like that's a huge part of any production. I think it's an unsung, uh, it's an unsung uh, medicine for these powerful pieces mm-hmm. um, or just funny pieces or whatever. Like how, yeah. uh, how did you find yourself doing that? Um, I always have loved music and I actually went to school thinking I was going to be a music uh, music producer and then through going to college, at, I went to Columbia in Chicago, I uh, realized I didn't want to do that, but I did hear about this job of a music supervisor and my college was offering an extension program in Los Angeles for a semester. So I did it and loved it and you know, I've always been into music-based films growing up even, you know, I like Dirty Dancing, Footloose, like I loved those films growing up and was really into soundtracks. So uh, yeah, so I just ended up staying in LA and working my way up. And you know, I've been working in that industry now for about 13 years. 
So um, my job consists of many different things depending on the project, you know, and how music-based it is. Most of the projects that I work on are very music-driven. I just finished the second season of a show that's based on Soul Train called American Soul. So that one, you know, I can we can we talk about can we talk about that for a second? How dope was Soul Train? For real, yeah, it's such an iconic brand and made such a huge impact on culture. And you know, the first African American owned operated show you know in that way so it was a huge huge leap forward and Don Cornelius was you know the brains behind it all and that's it's really cool to have this show that's going from the behind the scenes thing that he had to do in order to keep that show on the air and it's interesting yeah, that, so that was a super fun show it's interesting how some of the media we we take it for granted like Mr. Rogers Neighborhood and uh, and Soul Train are now we're getting to understand how they they shaped and, and made impressions on. All, I, I don't think I would be as adamant and excited Hello. about da- dance today unless it was for Soul Train. I think Soul Train definitely mm-hmm. inspired me to take mm-hmm. risks. Am I connected? Take risks. That's yeah, you are. Me. You are connected. Is this Brooke? Yes. We're talking about the TV show Soul Train. Have you ever seen the TV show Soul Train? No, I haven't. Hello, I was just trying to call and I got through. I apologize. <laughs> I, I was okay. just trying to uh, see how to work it. It was a little confusing. We're okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't yeah. seen. No, I haven't seen that. Soul Train. Um, Ashley, before I let you go, I have a random question for every one of my guests. Can I ask you a random question, real quick? For sure. Yes. All right. Sweet. For Ash Newmeister. You know, hosting a radio show while riding my bike is not the easiest thing in the world, but I think I'm doing an okay job. Um, yeah, definitely. Ash, Ash, if you could put a billboard in a well trafficked public place, what would your billboard say? Just love yourself. And how can people listen to. How, how can just love yourself how I think that's really beautiful how can people find you and how can they listen to your beautiful album which I really really appreciate and enjoyed thanks um, well on Instagram I'm grateful ass with an H B-R-8-F-U-L-A-S-H and there you'll find links to all of my stuff in my bio on my Instagram so that would be probably easiest Thanks, Ash. Um, one other thing yeah. is we have we have a mutual friend named Alan, and mm-hmm. Alan Alan encourages us all to access our inner weird, the weirdest parts of ourselves. <laughs> to, to, yes. And, and uh, there's a couple up in Vancouver, British Columbia, and uh, they do a session at the end of all their videos where they subject themselves to a lot of like social interaction at conferences and conventions and stuff like that, and they just like all right, time to get the facilities out. And they give themselves two minutes of just going crazy on camera, shaking it, saying whatever weird stuff comes mm-hmm. to their mind. I'm wondering mm-hmm. what the medicine, what is the medicine of uh, of opening up and just letting our freak flag fly? I mean, it's freedom, you know, just that full expression and without any blocks or any resistance and just, it's also linked to self-love because if you really truly love yourself, you can just really allow yourself to be seen, let it all out, and not give a shit what anyone thinks of you. 
So uh, it's a really good practice. How do you encourage people <laughs> to be weird on Instagram? You've 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 made some prompts uh, for us to let yeah. loose. You, what do you do? How do you how do you? Um, uh, well, movement, movement, and sound are good places to start for sure. Like just move in whatever weird ways your body wants to, and make whatever sounds are coming out, and just let it go. You know, I think uh, laughter yoga is awesome. I absolutely love mm -hmm. laughter yoga. I never go to it Me because who, who's going to fucking create the time to go? But I know that those people that do go, <laughs> they they just don't give a fuck. Less fucks and they're more happy and carefree. And just, I mm -hmm. think life is about experiencing joy and happiness. And there's nothing that makes me happier than laughing out loud. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I agree. But I think that there's a market that would be cool not, yeah not laughter yoga but weird yoga and that's how it's uh, branded uh -huh. to us just weird yoga where you show up and it's the antithesis <laughs> of of like younger yoga with all its strict right and, and asanas yeah uh, are there that's any other idea what do you think of that idea and is there anything else you'd like to say to our audience before we interview Bro um, I think that's a great idea and that, you know, more spaces that exist for people to just really be free and be themselves, the better. And I would guess, I would just say, use this time just to get to know yourself on a deeper level and take time every day to go within and to cleanse your thoughts so that you're not pulled and swayed in a million different directions based on what's outside of you, but really going deep within and finding your own truth. That's really I'll beautiful. Leave it there. I love you so much. Yeah. Love you too. Lovely talking okay. to you. All right. Sounds good. Bye, Ash. Bye. Th Thanks, Brooke. Thank you for your patience. Hello. Hello. <laughs> We're on the radio right now. I know. It's live. <laughs> no take backs. <laughs> um, I like it better exactly. this way, though. I like feeling the pressure of performance and. Uh, and not knowing what's going to be said next. But uh, how are you, my love? I'm doing really good, um, but was a little crazy because I went eight years without a dog and now I have a puppy. And what? that's how what? I know it's crazy. What? what? Yes, because I got a dog. Congratulations. A, thank you. You have a baby. He, he's a, I, miss, I miss my baby. Well, not really. He's a seven-month-old Bernadoodle. Bernie's Mountain Dog Poodle. It's, how do people see him? Have you posted him on any social media yet? No, I haven't because I can't find a groomer and he looks <laughs> like a mess. Like, really. Um, I believe you. I believe you. Um, dog in there. We're really gonna break down what you just said, though. You said that you know that your things have gotten crazy because you got a dog. Yeah. But I know I said, that. Good. No, I was just gonna say I told myself like eight years ago I would never own another animal, and yeah, now there's nothing else to do, so I got a dog. <laughs> I've been playing Animal Crossing like crazy myself personally. Wow. It's, it's embarrassing, but it's fun. Well, that's my life now, Animal Crossing. But in real life. He goes every which way. Yeah. That's so sweet. What's the name? Rocky. Rocky. Sweet. 
sweet. Um, yeah. Named, named, after, named after the boxer? Um, I think after Rocky Raccoon from the Beatles, that song. <laughs> How does that song go? <laughs> well, he looks like a raccoon a little bit. Um, uh, I don't know how, I forgot how the song goes. Yeah. Uh, do you know this one? We all live in a yellow submarine. A yellow submarine. Oh. Yellow submarine. What, what does yellow it mean to submarine. live in a yellow submarine? What does it mean to live in a yellow submarine? What does that mean? Um, I don't know. That's an Airbnb that I'm not sure I want. You don't want to go to the yellow submarine Airbnb? Well, maybe. I don't know. It could be cool, I guess. But I was just in Florida, and that was horrible. Uh, the, there was a yellow submarine there? No, I was staying at an RV park, and I tried to teach some women English, because I'm an English teacher online, through Cambly.com. And so Wait, I so teach English through immersion. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what's that, what is that? Uh, English through immersion? Uh, it's English through spoken conversation. Okay, got it. And yeah, uh, it's the best way to learn English. What? Uh, you where? You're in California, right? I'm in. Uh, no, actually, actually, uh, I decided to. So I've been traveling for a bit, and I found myself going through New Mexico. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, so this experience that I had was pretty crazy. I tried to teach some women English in real life. I think, uh, yeah, and the manager got really upset. And she, she said, you can't do that. You can't teach English. And I was like, this is my job. I literally just plugged in my computer to teach on Cambly.com. I was trying to tell this to women. One was from Indonesia. I'm like, download the app. Yeah. You know, and I had to, I had to use the restroom too. So I was asking her, where's the key? And she couldn't understand me. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that happen. Mm. That's not, that's but not I, it was very emotional. It was like, you were mentioning the Native American prophecies earlier. Uh, and mm -hmm. one that I wanted to mention, one of the Hopi prophecies was the eagle meeting the condor. I was just about to ask David about that, but it, it didn't happen because you and I are meant to talk about it. All right, so let's talk about Eagle Condor Prophecy. Yeah, totally. What so is in Ohio? Mm -hmm. Yeah, in Ohio. Well, it's supposedly. I guess it, you can correct me if I'm wrong. It's supposedly the intellect of the eagle meets the emotional root chakra of the condor, right? So. You have North America and South America. And it also represents the Kundalini rising. Um, so in Ohio, I mean, I saw a sign that showed a condor with a six foot wingspan. And in within the wingspan on this sign, it said, uh, social distancing, keep six feet apart. And I said, well, there you have it. Within art, and art imitates life and life imitates art at least we can see what's happening here. We've got the six foot wingspan of the condor and within that, the words social distancing. So that's the intellect of the eagle represented in English words on the condor's wings on a sign in Cleveland, Ohio, a month ago. 
what that's is, COVID stuff. What, what is the what is uh, I can't hear you. So yeah, it's just like I read it in I read it like 2015 or something. So yeah, I did a lot of meditation in the mountains. I just had an interview with Business Insider about the history of YouTube, which will be launching in May. And I really appreciate you talking with me today, Zach. Totally. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can. So how's your bike ride going? It's good. It's good, except my uh, my headphones just died. So I had to switch over. And apparently my microphone isn't working, so I'm having to hold the phone close to my mouth, which makes bike riding harder, but that's okay. We are committed to doing this. Um, what is the condor? What does the condor mean? It's uh, it's emotional, I guess. It's um, the emotions. It's um, South America. People, so, the people are emotional and cultural. For anybody that's not listening, or every, anybody that's listening but is not familiar with the Eagle Condor prophecy, um, my understanding, you said that it has some sort of a lineal or- origin in the Hopi Nation. Or you don't know because uh, what i've seen out there is that no oh, i think so i don't know yeah nobody knows for sure where this prophecy originated amongst um the first nations people or if it actually originated is it out of a prophecy perhaps by the indigenous people of central or south america but the prophecy states that and this is like a 250 year old prophecy or something like this um that someday in the future when we're nearing this time around the 2000s era as we in the west come to like understand how time operates during this cycle there will be a a a time when separated for hundreds upon hundreds of years um eagles from north american hemisphere and the condor of the south american hemisphere will reunite in sacred flight and this reunion yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. and in the reunion of the eagle and the condor, um, from the, the most base sort of like mechanistical understanding from like a Western scientific point of view, um, is supposed to act as the sort sort of a poetic metaphor for um, bringing the technology that has been quote unquote advanced or evolved or whatever you want to call it from the has been developed from the Western world. And then finding the peoples of the time when the condor is in flight of the ancient indigenous ways, which is like the more sustainable uh, methods of working directly with the earth and listening to the earth and listening to the trees and listening to the plants and listening to the insects and and all of the ecosystem and understanding the importance of of that. And I think in city life in the West, as the trade-offs for technology, now I met you on YouTube, and I worked on Tom yep. Green's internet show, and we're using this internet technology to get yep. here right now, right now. Um, that was great. So the so the the, the eagle can represent uh, a way to bring the intelligent technology in communion and harmony with the indigenous lifestyle. Um, but uh, I didn't know that, that that was a lie for you. I didn't know you followed prophecy like that. Yeah, you know, I had a light summer beach reading 
uh, what my beach book in 2015 was one I won't tell you because you don't want to read it without a teacher. It's a Tibetan book. And so you gotta, if you're gonna get the book, don't bring it to the beach. Get a teacher. <laughs> it's not like beach reading. That was at a all. joke. That was a joke when you said yeah. it was. Oh, um, is the, let me just ask, is the eagle condor prophecy mentioned in this Tibetan? No, it mostly just talked about um, the process of life and not life of, yeah, living and not living, essentially. Did you go to the Ganges I just don't want to share. What? Did you go to the Ganges River? Um, I, I did, yeah. So I spent a lot of time in India. Probably a total of three years, maybe a little more, over the course of eight years. And how was it? What what did you learn from India? I learned a lot of patience. I learned that the air is not something that I want to breathe. Really? What the? Yeah. Fuck? What do you? What can you? Can you uh, elaborate on that a little bit? That's hard for me to understand. Okay, so basically, you've got the Punjab fires in northern India that happen, I guess, at the end of every harvest, maybe in December. And the wind from the Himalayas blows all that fire, would blow all that fire into New Delhi and make the air just black. And so then on mean, top of that... You mean, you mean the air in India? I, I thought you it taught you just that air in general is something you don't want to Oh no, I love good clean air. I just don't like the air in India and you couldn't even see in the airport. And now I guess I've seen in pictures, the air is great. And I have a lot of friends in India and I have, yeah, I have a lot of good friends in India, mostly musicians and I'm happy to know that they can breathe. And I, I just always, that was always something that would weigh heavy on my heart. Yeah. Uh, that I would leave these people and, you know, so in a way I'm, slightly great gr- grateful for all of this like people calming down and not driving everywhere giving nature earth mother earth a break essentially me too. i'm happy that my friends are healthy me too <clears throat> me too me too me too yeah yeah and unfortunately yeah. some people are, aren't healthy right now because of this situation and it is like it, you know, like the Tao, they've got the yin, the yin yang symbol of balance and equanimity and harmony in the world. Is the the way, and it's like it's a bummer. But uh, but I, I, I have a Native American uh, landlord, and she came over and she said the same thing. She said, "Isn't isn't it crazy how much has changed in such a short period of time?" I heard that there's dolphins returning to the canals in Italy. Yeah. And it the, is the, crazy. The fish are respawning and the air is getting cleaner. How is the air in New Mexico? Mm, mostly dry. Yeah. Um, how has that shift been for you to go to New Mexico? It's a really different kind of a, a world. Yeah, I'm just waiting to find out what's not so great about it. Because it seems pretty great. <laughs> but, I, but I know it's a desert, you know, and... I've, uh, yeah, I did a trekking. I trekked the Himalayas uh, from, I guess, December of 2019. Or more than that, I trekked India on, my, on foot. On foot. 
Um, and what is the point I'm trying to make? What were you asking? What were you saying? I'm sorry. After all of that, now New Mexico. Yeah, okay. So I don't know the connect that I'm trying to make here between the Himalayas and New Mexico. But just after a while, you realize the place can be beautiful. But like trekking through the Himalayas was really exhausting and sometimes endless. What do you love about New Mexico the most? Oh, um, it's it's nice. It's a good atmosphere to create artwork in. I like to spend my time during this quarantine sketching and drawing and things like that. Whatever. Sweet. Playing. Um, yeah. Can, can I ask you a random question from this higher thought game? Yeah, please. That's the game we're playing, and I'm so excited about it. Yay. Okay. What's your question? Can I, ask, can I ask you two questions? Yeah. Okay. How would the child you once were feel about the older person you are today? No idea. So can I, teach you, can I teach you a very very important lesson to me that my teacher taught me and I'm and I'm forever grateful. Yeah, absolutely. My teacher told me that when I was telling him I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, he was saying he was kind of, he kind of like cut me down and like was real strict with me, but he ended up telling me that there's there's this trick and the trick is that if you don't if you think that you don't know and you keep saying I don't know, then you can ask yourself the question of, if I could know, what would I say? And you ask that to yourself inside. You go, if I could know, what would I say? And then yeah. you say whatever comes to mind, ex anything except for, I don't know, because um, you, you cause it, cause we're never gonna know 100%. We're never gonna be 100% accurate on it, but we can fill ourselves in. I'm really asking selfishly because I wanna know what you think. It's not like guarantee, but what do you think um, yourself as a child to think about who you've become today. Equanimous. Were you That's a, what my uh, child were, self would think. What do you, uh, <laughs> do you, were you a pretty equanimous uh, kid? Yeah. Well, probably not. <laughs> I know I wasn't. I was born in 86, so probably not. Okay. But they would be, uh, okay, all right. The second question I've got for you today is, what is a successful life? Um, equanimity, enlightenment, cars, nice ones, slow ones too, whatever, classic cars, a good house with a good foundation, um, being the world's greatest architect. Do you study architecture? Yeah, I said architecture. I said, um, yeah. Yeah, to that can, great. Can you hear me? Yes, yes, yes. Um, you you said the word enlightenment. Um, I don't know what that is. What is enlightenment? Like the Buddha, you know. Okay. Getting what he got, what Siddhartha got. He got. He he got. Uh, 
Nirvana, right? They call it Nirvana? Yeah, I guess so. But I don't know what that means. It, it's a, uh, it's something I guess it means bliss, and it's also a band. It, yeah, I don't know which one I'm supposed to be aiming for. <laughs> uh, but um, I. Bliss. The real one. <laughs> oh, the band. They're both uh, the same. I see. Um, it's interesting how, you know, we think about these things like the Condor Wing, saying six feet distance in Ohio, and we think about things like. You know, there was a lot of alternative, quote unquote, rock bands in Seattle and all over the country. Why did the band that called itself Enlightenment uh, become the band, become the most famous, and then also become the band where its lead singer would take their own life in front of as a role model for all of his followers? You know, it's like, was Kurt Cobain the Buddha reincarnated? Well, I guess I was very immature of, of that band member to do that. Usually most people in their meditative uh, journey, when they reach that point in their life when they're going to go, they say, okay, I declare it. And then they say when they're going to leave. And then all their disciples are around. This is the meditation technique. And he says, I'm, I'll bless you now and then go. And then he passes on the guru passes on uh, that, to another life is that a celebrated moment um yeah it should be and that's what that band member who was it who took he took his life from nirvana kurt cobain or no i'm muting myself in between when i'm not talking yeah that's definitely his name so he took his life okay so but that was very irresponsible he upset a lot of people Yes, that is true. That is true. So a lot of people looked up to him and in a way that's fine, but in a way they could have found a a better teacher. Here's the catch. So many people that watched and lived through that experience as a fan, they learned a lesson of how not to live. Well, yeah, now in social media days, you say trigger warning, and then you say what I just said, which is an error that I just made. Uh, Well, I don't know if that's true, Uh, that last part. Uh, (laughs) It's good to hear your voice, Brooke. I love you so much. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. Um, And yeah. 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 Um, Well, if I was a little kid, and I were to see you as an adult today, I would uh, say hell yeah, and give you a high five and a big hug and kiss, Uh, but you can't do that because uh, it's against the law. So um, there is three questions on this mural that I'm writing up to. Um, They are an optional multiple choice question. One is a robot, and I will take a photo and I will send this to you to prove it. What brings you joy is your first option for your last question. How can you help is your second option. And what's your inspiration? So what brings you joy? How can you help? What's your inspiration? I would say that anyone listening right now should just call in the way I accidentally did and just brighten everybody's day. I totally agree with that. You've definitely brightened mine. 
Um, this is such. This has been such a weird Thank experience. Thank you. Likewise. Namaste. Sorry. Namaste. Peace. Thanks, bro. What were you saying? Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. we, we are back on technology. It's a little funky. Uh, technology is definitely a little funky. I hope I sound okay. If I sound okay out there and you're listening, feel free to give me a call, which is a phone number. And that phone number is 253-215-8782. We're having a good time. we got 30 minutes left of the show. We've been talking to all our friends today for the past hour and a half, riding this bike around Portland scoping it out. I don't know which question Brooke answered in terms of having you call in, but that was her wish that if you're listening right now, give us a call. And in the meantime, we'll wait, we're waiting on that next caller. I just want to give thanks to Tata Inti, his son, his grandfather's son in our beautiful sky. It gives gives us uh, these rays of light. It's delicious. It's delicious medicine. Um, these beautiful visions of plants. Flowers are popping all over Portland, y'all. I hope that you are surrounded by flowers in your life um, and beautiful art. And looks like Brian is back on. You, maybe, maybe not. Uh, there's some singing. I'm going to let this song play out. I am still alive. Um, the I was told that no songs would play with vocals and that it was already prearranged, but apparently we had some preachers come on that wanted to sing sing to us about the Savior Jesus Christ. I think Jesus is cool. I like Jesus. I think uh, he uh, he was kind of one of those characters in history that's been mislabeled and misrepresented based on the beliefs of their followers, you know, guilt by association kind of a thing. That's kind of what Jesus is known for. And uh, yeah, we are back on the line. I don't know if that country western song is still on in the background, but if it is, so be it. We're going to ride our way through this lovely ride we call Life, Life. Living, uh, living it up. Um, a lot of these video game streamers, they talk about living our best lives. And that's just all we're trying to do out here. We do apologize for the technical difficulties. Hey, you got me 
Hello. Hi, is there a reason why Is there a reason why a singer is singing about Jesus in the background of my audio? Right. I think I'm back on the air. And if I'm not, then that's totally okay. We are in this experiment we call bike riding show. Bike riding show. Bike riding show. One thing that we're going to need to dial in for future episodes of the bike riding show is going to be uh, effects on my voice. Some reverb. I hear singing. That's a great song you got going on there. I, it's not me. I have nothing to do with this. But who am I speaking with? Oh, my name is Brian. Brian, Brian. Um, uh, hey, Brian. I like your show. Hey, thanks, man. How's hey, the bike ride? Thanks. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Have we ever met before? I don't think so. Just, just Hooray. I just met you on the radio. I'm, I'm, Dude, Brian, I want to thank you so much for calling in because it was my goal to talk to one person on my radio show who I'd never met before, and you just made that dream come true. Thank you. Oh, I'm happy to make your wish come true, Zach. I'm, I'm very, very happy. That makes me so blessed. I feel so good about this. Thank you. How, how, how in the world did we come to talk to each other today? I, I, I got an anonymous reference. To your show, and I have to say I'm very pleased with um, what I've heard so far. Oh, awesome! Um, who are you? Um, I'm 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 a I'm a dude. I, I travel. I, I um, I'm going around. Um, I I'm, I I'm just a soul. You know, you know what I'm saying. I'm just a soul. It's hard to say who I am. Like if you name me, you negate me. That's that's what I like to say. Yeah. It's cool because I really, I really appreciate your voice. Uh, I think you got a good sounding voice, and uh, because I can't match that voice to a face, I'm just like, you could be anybody or nothing or everything. Like I could be speaking to God right now, Brian, and I wouldn't know that. I don't know. I mean, you, you could be. Um, you could be hearing God's voice. But that might be. Uh, 
very, uh, it might be too much to bear though. If, if, if God is speaking to you, if you see God, I would think that that would be too much for a mere mortal to, um, to witness. But, so, but maybe you're not mortal, you know, maybe you're just, you are yourself a divine being. Well, mortality, I think, has its has its place, but also has its limits, as I almost get hit by a car while crossing the street without looking both ways. Um, I am also the poster boy for how not to ride a bike in Portland. So if you see me riding around, you should just do the opposite of everything that I'm doing. Um, you're right, Brian. The immensity of the voice of God is uh, known to drive men's madness um, that are unprepared to to experience that, to, to because it's shocking. It's a shock to the system, is what people have said. Um, but then maybe those are maybe those are people that uh, you know were easy to easy to spook. As is, you never know. They were they were so unprepared, much. obviously, and maybe you are. So much. So much of life is just adapting, just just rolling with punches and uh, getting back up off our feet, and dusting ourselves off. Would you agree? I agree with you totally and sometimes um you know unexpected things come you may not like it at first but that could just be um a transition period and ultimately you're we'll all be thankful for it because we grow with every experience um brian we have another show here on uh, are you a frequent listener to shady pines radio or is this your first time listening my first time and i appreciate it Cool, yeah. It's a really awesome radio station based here in Portland of the local community of musicians and poets. Um, and there's just so much talent on, on this on these waves. Um, we have a show called Not Random Acts of Kindness, but Kinds Kind Acts of Random. And um, it's the kind of kind of, it's the kind of kind of act of random. And it's that kind of mysterious divination, kind of like a tarot card reading or cowrie shells where you would find yourself here with me today as I'm riding around in the little botanical garden here on 20th mm. Avenue. If anybody is in Portland and wants to come meet me, I am on 20th and Yamhill. Come join the radio show. We got 25 minutes. Um, but speaking of kind acts of random, Brian, I do have a game going today where I'm asking everybody a random question. And so I've got one for you. If you are game to play the game. Okay, the random question for you is... And we have the most beautiful soundtrack for this, too, by the way. Mm, beautiful. I feel, I feel lifted up by this. Thank you. Name three things you appreciate about your culture. Three things I appreciate about my culture. You know, I love the expression, the, 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 the strong expression. And I think that it really is honest. People are very honest about how they feel. I appreciate that. And I appreciate that whether, you know, we are, you know, and, and maybe this is a follow-up to that, but whether, you know, we are going through a good time or not so good time, you know, people are going to be very forthcoming about that. And that is, is, is itself light, you know, and, and I think that that's, you know, and, and if it's darkness that somebody's expressing, you know, that's an opportunity to shine light on that darkness. And so I guess that's two. And then the third one is, I think that we all strive to be, you know, to do our best ultimately. And whether 
you know, we are following a way that is, you know, illusion or whether we are, you know, more on track with truth or whatnot, you know, we all feel like we're doing our best. We all want to do our best. And I feel like that, that our hearts are in the right place. Our intentions are good. And I appreciate all those aspects to our culture. And, um, you know, and I'm looking forward to how we can all improve and how we can all grow from all these experiences that we're facing right now and how we're going to learn from each other. What's your hope about how we come out of this, uh, this phase of our evolution and adaptation? I hope, I, or I, you know, I, I see that, you know, people are becoming more empowered to, um, in, in understanding, you know, where they fit in the big picture, you know, and there, everybody's contributing to making life better. I feel like, and if we continue doing that, if we continue to understand each other and to listen to each other and like really listen, you know, I, I think that it's really easy to project something onto somebody else. But I think that we're learning how to listen finally, you know, and you know, the, the projections are becoming really obvious. And if we learn to really listen to each other, we're going to see a, a bigger, higher aspect of who we all are. And, you know, this is all we need to do. It's really simple, you know, and now we don't need to fight so much. We just need to relax, be at peace and listen. There are uh, Tofurky chicken burgers at the food bench today at 2333B Taylor from 3 till 6 p.m. today. If you want some Tofurky dogs and chicken burgers, they are free and they are at the food bench at 233B Taylor, 3 p.m. until 6 p.m. today. If you're in Portland, Oregon and you're looking for some Tofurky dogs or a free chicken burger, they'll see you here. It's a neon green sign with a drawing of a, uh, a head eating a hot dog posted right here in front of me. The reason why we do these bike ride shows is because there's always something to talk about out there in the world. Brian, thank you so much for calling in, being our unexpected and anonymous any met anybody. And uh, yeah, keep that, keep that. Uh, you inspired me to be a better listener. So thank you. Enjoy the rest of your bike ride. My man. Thanks. And Thanks, man. We'll do. Have a blessed day. Hey, how can people find you? What do you want to plug? I guess we lost him, um, but that was appropriate. It was, it was appropriate for him to not plug anything because that kept the spirit of what we were doing there totally spontaneous and random. Now, I think that I do know who that caller was, um, but just the same. I might not know at all. And uh, we only have 22 minutes left. So if you were waiting on the line, I am now passing by the turkey dog chili off stand for 3 till 6. Um, would you like to be on my radio show? This is perfect. Can, uh, can I, uh, give you a phone number to call to be on my radio show right now? Okay. So the phone number is when, whenever you're ready. It's two, five, three. Two one five eight seven eight two. 
And then there's gonna be another number after you call, I'll give you one more number to push it. What's your name? What's your name? Garth. So we're waiting for Garth to log into the line here. Are you ready for the... Uh... No, that's fine. So you could uh, once you call the number, it'll ask you for this second number. It's 891-7910-3274-274. Thanks, Garth. What's your name? I'm Zachary. Zachary. And we're we're live on Shady Pines Radio. Your voice yeah. Sleeping. Yeah. Um so, no. So the prompts Aha. Uh -huh. Let's see. Yeah, two participants. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. Okay, I'm going to ride because this is a bike riding radio show. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Well, I'll talk a little bit about the, the great uh, Taylor Street grill-off here. And that is uh, Hayden, who lives here in our little compound, works at Central City Concern. And sorry, did I mess, did I mess up the name? Okay, no, never mind. Um, and gets a lot of donated food that he cannot... Um, uh, get used up in time. And so um, we've got a, a barbecue grill out here and we're grilling a bunch of tofurkey dogs and chicken and uh, steak and bacon. And we have buns and uh, all the condiments. And then there's a bunch of donated food that other people have donated. And I'm going to let Hayden uh, talk about what he does. Here he is. Hey there. So uh, this is Hayden here, and uh, yeah, we are, uh, Garth uh, has got this table set up here with all the food that folks have donated, and today uh, we are um, kind of doing this barbecue, which is uh, um, in a lot of ways uh, part of Central City Concern, which is our local uh, nonprofit that helps address homelessness in Portland, uh, getting folks off the streets and into housing. Um, and I work at the recovery center, and our program has transitioned from a social recovery program at the living room to being a uh, spot where folks can come down in the morning at 9 o'clock in the morning and pick up a bag of food. So we kind of opened a kitchen down there to serve the folks down in the uh, downtown area. And uh, like Garth was saying, there's so many days that a lot of the uh, times we're picking up food, we get too much food in some ways for us to handle. So. This weekend, we are making a, a whole thing of it and doing a barbecue here for folks in our neighborhood and anyone who wants to stop by, but that's what I got. Thank you so much. Yeah, um, I have a random All question. All right, everybody. I've got a yeah. random question. I have a random question here. Uh, can I have... Uh, yeah. Would you... Okay, cool. So I've got a, a list of random questions. Um, one of them is, what tells you more about a person, Garth? Um, how they vote or what they find funny? Oh, that's a tough one. Boy, they tell you different things. So, but you're going to make me pick one or the other, right? Um, and not only that, Garth, but we would encourage you to explain why. <laughs> All right. I'm going to have to go with what they find funny because, uh, me too, I by the way, me uh, too, hundred <laughs> percent. Okay, good. Um, I think a sense of humor can tell you so much about a person and can tell you whether they're mean, if they're like laughing at other people who are in trouble or if they have a, a more generous sense of humor. Um, and, you know, how somebody votes tells a lot too, don't get me wrong. But yeah, I think I'd go with the, the what they find funny. 
Cool. And can we ask Hayden a random question too? Sure, Hayden, a random question for you. Is human nature still evolving? All right. Hi, Hayden. Hi. Hi. This is Zachary, by the way. We didn't get to properly introduce, but you're speaking to Zachary from the Mycelial Spoke Show here on Shady Pines Radio. We are live uh, in on Portland from Shady Pines Media, and I am doing a bike ride show as an experiment. I have a random question. Are you ready for the randomness? I will take the randomness. I'm like, I live inside of that. So, <laughs> is is human is human nature still evolving? And if so, how? Oh, totally. Uh, I think human nature is uh, had a long catch-up game on its emotional evolution. I think we've done a lot in our uh, physical uh, environment to get us into a place where we have more sustainable systems, where people are living more comfortable lives. But you know, emotionally, our lives are still pretty stunted. Um, there's a lot of work around community and being more open-hearted and you know, just having a sense of, you know, caring for each other as people as opposed to the profits and the things we want out of our lives. Um, so I think this is actually a time where we're really kind of starting to kind of peel that back and see how uh, how we can make this evolution happen even as we're going through something like a crisis. That's what I got for you. So can I, can I just say something about that? This game was actually made before the COVID-19 epidemic. Um, and so... So I, I agree with you, and I think we're actually evolving more now during this period of time. But it was really a question posed as like a, I call them the before times, because I think what we're experiencing right now is really so, um, it's having such a big impact on everything. We've never experienced anything like that in any of our lifetimes, I don't think. Um, but I could be wrong. And um, yeah, it's, it's evolving, and I really loved, and I wanted to share uh, gratitude for looking at how far we've come, the innovations that we've made and the breakthroughs and just where we're at, where we can do a radio show on a bike ride after just having met each other. It's pretty remarkable. Um, where can, yeah. Where can people find more out? Uh, Great. So if uh, folks want to learn about Central City Concern, they can go to centralcity.org online. Uh, there's a really fully functional website there. So if you're looking to uh, check out what kind of services we offer for someone that you know or yourself, you can get some information there. Um, there's jobs there as well for folks who might be looking for work. Um, and uh, if anyone's looking to have a meal in the morning, we have a limited number at 9 o'clock in the morning that we hand out at 33rd and uh, Northwest Broadway, um, 9 o'clock, and then uh, shut the doors when we run out. And then today from 3 to 6, if you want to swing by us at 2333 Southeast Taylor, uh, we will be here rocking out probably more food than you can handle. Sweet, sweet. Well, I, I, I really admire what you guys are doing today out there. Well, I mean, it's kind of what you'd be doing anyways right it's a beautiful day out feeding people <laughs> free hot food delicious i mean it's why we do what we do um i'll tell people that are hungry to uh to, to go and get some food and uh and once again I, I give thanks to you guys for being out there and being of service we, we started off this show taking a, a call from a guest who said that the number one thing in life is to find some something in life to serve to be of service in some ways it's very rewarding and and provides a sense of purpose to it all um, I want to thank both of you. Can you uh, can you share my appreciation with Garth there? I will do that. I'm going to hand you back to him as we say goodbye. Thank you. All right. Good night. Goodbye. Thank you. Hey. 
Hey, uh, that was so wonderful. I appreciate you guys sharing all that information with uh, whatever audience we have. I can't, I can't tell. I can't look at it. So it's completely a surprise to me right now. But uh, thanks sure. for you know, people. That's really important. It's really important. Really well, it's, it, Hayden gets most of the credit for Anything having the idea. I'm here, I'm here in a support to... role. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, thank you very much. Is there anything? Is there anything else that you want to to share? Just anything pop up for you? Is there anything alive with you? Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, um, there's an Instagram account. There's an Instagram account called Taylor Street Food Bench, and anytime there's new food, I take a picture and I post it on that account. And so, if you're uh, struggling with food insecurity at all, just you know, get on that Instagram and follow it, and and then come down and and get food when it shows up. So. We've, we've had uh, food ever since the whole shut-in um, shelter-in-place thing started. And so there is almost always something down here. So, um, Can I ask so, you about something? <clears throat> Do you know anything about the jobs? What, what are those jobs? Oh, uh, I don't know, actually. Um, Hayden, someone was curious about the jobs at the Central City Concern. You said there were some jobs on the website. There's lots of on-call jobs, and they're always looking for qualified professionals to work with them. I know a lot of people are out of work right now, so that'll be really helpful to somebody that might be looking for a little ways to be of service and uh, make some income. So I want to thank you guys. It would be great. Yeah, cool. All right, I'm going to jump off, but it's been great to chat with you here. Great, and thank you so much for helping get the word out. All right, you have a wonderful afternoon. The radio station, once again, is ShadyPinesRadio.com. Shady Pines okay. Radio. So, yeah, I, so I it, will check it out. Okay, sounds good. I'll talk to you later. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. And... Hello? And I've been muted that entire time, which is embarrassing. (laughs) Hi there. Hey, Zachary. Hey, who's this? This is Danny. Oh, man. (sighs) Hi, Danny. Hi, Zachary. How are you, man? I'm fantastic. I'm really good. I've been enjoying re- the show. Oh, really? That's really sweet. Um, what are you up to today? Man, nothing much. Hanging out at the house with my daughter. 
my wife's working, uh, so I'm just like doing household stuff, trying to enjoy the sunshine a little bit. Cool. Yeah, I'm I've enjoying your bike ride. I kind of been like keeping up with where you're at based on what mural you're describing and stuff. <laughs> well, it's um, I figure if somebody like Orson Welles can jump on the radio back in 1913 and make everybody actually believe that there is an alien invasion and and people like run off and get all of their bunker supplies, like there's a run on toilet paper in the stores, then we can use the radio waves to convince people that hey it doesn't take any convincing life is a really beautiful thing and there's so many blessings we can count every single day oh no doubt man you're spot on that's what i hope to accomplish can i ask you a random question danny please do all right so we got here Oh, here's interesting. This is interesting. Uh, do adults forget wisdom that they had as children, or is that just a sentimental notion? Ooh. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that one I more time. They... I'm gonna say okay, that one please. more time. Yeah. Do adults forget the wisdom that they had as children, or is that more of a sentimental notion? I think they do forget it. I think that they have to like reintegrate it through their intellectual mind. They kind of more intuitively knew it as a child. And then we kind of get bombarded with all the data and the distractions and we kind of have to relearn them throughout our lives. It's interesting to think about, uh, uh, you have a young child, right? I do, she's two. She's two years old and what is the experience of trying to understand what life is like for her? Oh, man. Um, I think it's such a trippy experience watching her kind of like learn the world around her. And it kind of makes me like kind of relive those years and think like how I would have experienced that or maybe how my father would have handled that same situation and how the way he handled it might have affected my development. Crazy. And, like, That's crazy. Really, yeah, it's really interesting. It's like you're kind of like refiling all the files that were placed proper, uh, improperly as a kid, you know, just like watching her like see the world around her and her fearlessness, you know, her fearlessness to just express what she wants in any given moment. I like that. Um, do you think that she gets that from daddy? Um, in some ways, <laughs> in some ways, I think she gets it from, uh, you know, not even either one of us. I think she was just born with it. And then it's just a hard job to not like mess it up along the way. Do you think there, that there, do you see traits in her that are very similar to either you or her mother? Yeah, absolutely. She's already got this really nurturing kind of like aspect to herself that just like her mother. And like for me, like she's been painting since she was seven months old and like, you know, just like avidly painting all the time. So I think she gets that from me. Now, who is a better painter, you or your daughter? Her, absolutely. She's not restricted by what she thinks might look cool. She just does it. <laughs> can I tell you? Can I tell you right now? I'm driving by a painted car that has vines and flowers painted all over it, and uh, and I've never seen it before, but it's gorgeous. It's completely painted all the way around, and it's got some. It's got like an Easter egg um, nest, but there's flowers planted in that nest, and uh, it's on the corner. If if anybody is close to the corner of Stark and. 20th, if you want to look at this beautiful piece of art here on the street, 
you can do that. Uh, one thing I love about Portland, Danny, is the is the amount of art everywhere. It's, it's just the city of the arts, in my estimation, of good cities in the United States. I know that uh, the Basel event happens in Florida, and that's like kind of the big one that a lot of painters aspire to go to and have their work shown at and stuff like that. Art Basel, right? Um, yeah, Art Basel, yeah. Art Basel. Um, was it painting that brought you to Portland originally? Yeah, absolutely. I was living in Utah going to school there, and I visited Portland once. And I think what separates Portland from a lot of other cities is that other cities try to have like an established art, kind of like more business, you know, approach to the arts. And Portland just is just kind of this raw, free expression of the same thing. I mean, like you, you can't tell if something is trash on the side of the street or an installation art. You know, like it's just, and every barista, every bartender is an artist. So. It's just like way more prominent here than anywhere I've ever visited. Well, I, I actually have just one remaining question. Well, that's not true. I'm going to be honest. Uh, how do people find you online? Uh, Instagram. I'm uh, Danny Stevens Art. That's Stevens spelled with a P-H. That's D-A-N-N-Y-S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S, right? Danny Stevens yeah, Art. and then Art. A- the A-R-T, yeah. Um, Danny is yeah. a deliciously fantastic painter. We were just talking earlier today on the show about Mr. Rogers. And, oh. um, and because we were talking about, we were talking with the music supervisor that um, does all the music curation for the Soul Train show, the show about the show Soul Train. Um, did you ever see episodes of Soul Train growing up? I did not, no. Not until not later. Okay. I didn't as a kid, but I like, checked it later. Okay. Well, it's an encouragement to everybody listening to look up clips on YouTube of Soul Train because it's so awesome. Um, but let's talk about Mr. Rogers for just one second. You have a much, much larger than life mural in some way dedicated or devoted to Fred Rogers. Is that correct? I do. Yeah, it's a painting. It's some wood panel. It's five foot by four foot. And can you describe it? So I have Mr. Rogers depicted of kind of the Shiva multi-armed like Hindu god version. And in each of his arms, um, there is something significant that I found from the show. And he is kind of surrounded by this ayahuasca geometry. And then the colors of the sweater, he, uh, he used to change sweaters every episode. And the colors of the sweater going from the bottom up are the colors of the chakras, going from red up to purple. Uh, the, so it's Mr. Rogers, but all of, but he's, he's, how many arms does he have? Uh, 12. I just, uh, I just muted my friend who jumped on the call. 12 arms. And in the Hindu lineage, does, uh, does 12 represent anything? Or do you think the number of arms matters? Is, uh, is that of importance? Or is it more just a rad aesthetic that's universally accessible? Like, I see that. I did that. I, when I was doing massages, I depicted myself in a Photoshop as having eight arms as well. But, um... Do you know if there's any spiritual significance to the number 12? Uh, for me, it's the colors of the rainbow, the whole spectrum and the colors of the chakras. Since there's six, I wanted to, um, or no, 12, seven. I had like one of the arms split into two colors, but I wanted all of the chakras represented and then just one arm for each side, essentially. And I was actually using a reference photo of Duncan Truffle with a bunch of arms, and it happened to have uh, 12 arms. So I used that too. Oh yeah, the the kind of chaotic uh, Kali depiction that uh that trussell used that yeah i've seen that before um 
Uh, okay, so the most important question, I'm going to invite our friend Bloom to also participate and answer this question, but primarily for Danny. Unmuted audio. Hey, Bloom. <laughs> Hi, Bloom. You're on now. Hey, how's it going? Good. So I want to ask you both a question, may I? Please. Great. In, in two, this call may end right at 3 p.m. on the dot. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not. Okay, we got three but minutes. Yes, what is art? How do you define art? Well, um, I think it's the closest thing we have to a connection to the underlying structures of reality. And then the, it uses us as individuals to, and our lenses to kind of like express itself into this material world. So it's like that funnel, that tunnel in between. It's like Michelangelo's painting of the finger touching God's finger. You know, it's that connection from source. Um, Bloom, if you haven't seen Yeah, totally. You must. Check them out. They're amazing. Uh, Bloom, what, you're an artist of multiple different dimensions. What is art to you? What does it mean? Well, without art, Earth would just be eh. So <laughs> art is like the essential ingredient in the experience of life. And also, one thing I like to think about is that when you think about music, literally all music is, is the organization of the infinite possible sounds of the multiverse and just taking all these different sound possibilities and combinations and organizing it into a structure that gives us an experience. And that's the same with um, visual art is just taking from the palette of all the different possible colors in the color spectrum, the visible color spectrum and organizing it in a way through our creative mind so that it emerges and gives us an experience so really it's just taking the building blocks of existence and putting them into a form in the same way that the universe has been doing for billions of years and mother nature has been doing for um for as long as the earth has existed so um it's taking all the possible elements and uh choosing from a palette that's accessible in the moment of creating the art and bringing together a form that can be shared to evoke an experience. Any kind of experience, really. Yeah, it's interpretive. Um, how you doing, brother? Where are you? I'm good. I'm in Costa Rica um, in Escazú, which is um, on the outskirts of San Jose, the city. And I'll be here for another month before I go back to California. And I've just been working on music. I put on a songwriting retreat, five-day songwriting online retreat, which was amazing. And just launched a music video from my electronic music production retreat, Solar Sound. So things are good. Awesome. Danny, you play some guitar, right? I do. I've been I've been watching you you play on YouTube. I appreciate your your shares, your you always have some um, some sage burning, and uh, you just put put down the camera and let us listen into to you making that magic. I, I appreciate observing you make art in so many different ways. Ah, thank you, brother. I appreciate you too, always. Uh, do you guys know each other? I don't, I don't think so. I do now, hey, Bloom. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, good, um, man. 
you, you are both uh, men, people, uh, brothers that I admire very greatly. And so I'm honored to facilitate this connection between you two. And I, I recommend you guys connect with each other because you guys have a lot in common, actually. And uh, I see lots of ripe potential for collaboration everywhere. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I sounds love good it. to me. <laughs> Uh, Bloom, are you open to answering a random question I got for you? Totally. Okay, so it looks like we're on until 3.15, so we have another 14 minutes. Oh, cool. Do you think animals have evolving cultures? Do they transmit cultural information from generation to generation? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, and I think... The, for me, the answer is yes, and it's especially evident in certain species like whales, for sure, and dolphins, because whales have songs that change just like season to season, and those songs spread throughout the whole world, and they've been able to record whale songs on one side of the planet that show up on the other side of the planet, and then the next whale season, it's a completely different song, and it keeps changing, so... They're changing their songs, and I think song changes culture. Um, and I think the same goes for dolphins. Um, and then just in general, it depends on how we define culture, but as animals change and adapt and evolve, um, I think their way of interacting with each other also changes, and that equates to culture. And there are certain species that take, like, way, way longer, don't change that much, like certain turtles, they've just been the same for many, many, many years, but they still probably adapt to new environments, even if they're not physically changing, and in that way they probably change their behavior, which changes their culture. For me, the answer is yes. Uh, Robin, do you consider yourself a genius? <laughs> well, the thing is, um, if you rub, rub the genie's lamp, then the genie comes out and you find out that the genie is actually you and me and the genie is us. So that's the oh. real genius. <laughs> the genie is us. Oh, oh, and dollars bombs left and right. <laughs> Danny, can you, can, you, can you get down with that? Do you dig that, Danny? Uh, I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I remember going on a wordplay evening in Sedona, Arizona with Bloom that we recorded and uh, that was a historic night for me. So just want to uh, give shout outs to everybody that was part of the Sedona Yoga Festival 2012 volunteer tribe, <laughs> um, if anybody's listening to this. Uh, uh, you know, guys, I've been, ta I've been talking for two hours and five minutes and I really would appreciate if you guys guys have anything alive for you mm. Mm. bloom what got you into art what got me into art well um i'd say um my with art was drawing r2d2 and c3po in kindergarten and it's just been um ever, ever since then it's been history um <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I have always loved drawing and making art. And then my parents are musicians, so I grew up in a musical 
family and household and other relatives are musicians as well. And um, I started with piano and then guitar and then started writing my own songs. And now I'm getting into electronic music too and fusing all of that together. So yeah, I'd say it's just the constant um, exposure of the environment I grew up in. And also it's just always been a passion. I, I, I have to jump in because I, I wanted to get this last question out, um, which is exactly on topic. Um, Bloom, what do the stars sing about? The stars. Yes. Well, um, I think the stars sing about multidimensional things that we're going to get to experience one day and maybe we'll get to experience for short moments in this lifetime, but we'll get to experience in its more full capacity when we get there and um, and we already have experienced it in our full capacity. It's just when we're born, we start to forget these things. <laughs> but I think the stars sing about um, the vibration of the universe and the bond of love that holds everything together and the quantum entanglement of Indra's neck. Um, uh, do you guys know that song, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star? <laughs> yeah, my daughter sings it all the time. I, I was I was hoping we could invite your daughter to sing a, a, a single round of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. <laughs> okay, let me, let me see if she's down. Hey, Claire, yeah! Can you sing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star? Can you sing it real quick? Come on, let's do it. Let's do Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. No! Okay, she is not. Uh, she has not consented well, to sing we, it. Oh well, that's totally fine. I'm going to sing it once, <laughs> just to get it out of my system. Twinkle, Please, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are, up above the world so high, like a diamond in the sky. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. Yes. Yeah. Yay. And the one hundred thousand. Yeah, this is, is this is. You? Oh, hi. It's it's not You're your live daddy. On the radio, twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. <laughs> Up She's above the world, so high, <laughs> like a diamond. Yeah, you know, I think I'm a slice of pie. For whatever reason, <laughs> a slice of pie. She yeah, says like diamond in the like diamond no, in the sky. T- tell her I think it's like a slice. Of, no, let's not confuse her. Uh, I I think I'm just hungry. I think I could just go for a slice of pie. Um, and that brings go get us your to Tofurky Burger. Hundred million dollar question to the both of you: What is the best slice of pie? If you could have one slice of pie tonight. What would it be? Pi mm. R squared. <laughs> that sounds like a joke pie if I've ever heard one. <laughs> Man, I would have made my grandmother's chocolate pie. Ah, what was? There's a lot of different types of chocolate pie. What? What was your? Just chocolate and crust. The most unhealthy southern version you can come up with. I can only. Imagine. Did she add anything else to it? I have no idea. Uh, I see. Yeah, a lot of people add uh, 
like walnuts or they'll add caramel sauce or whipped cream or all kinds of stuff to, to chocolate, chocolate pie. Um, what is, what is uh, the situation like in Costa Rica right now? Mr. Bloom has and nothing changed because everybody just eats off the land. That's how I imagine like life is exactly the same in Costa Rica and people are just living island life. Is it not right? Or is that pretty much what's going on? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm in the city, so it's a little bit different, but I mean, all throughout the country, people are definitely like being precautious and wearing masks in the grocery store. And there's a driving curfew, like people aren't supposed to drive after I think 7 p.m. and on the weekends, I think it might be 5 p.m. And then um, on the weekdays, it's like certain driver's license or license plates can drive on certain days. So there are restrictions and things like that. Are there still um, are there still people gathering? At I'd parks? say I'd say the energy is pretty chill. Oh, that's good. No, all the parks are actually closed with uh, caution tape. Oh no. Okay. Because um, they don't want anyone to gather. Yeah. Did you hear Madeline Moondrop drop her new song, Wild Rose, earlier today? Did yeah, you see that yeah, actually, um, I have a song too. Yeah, I have a song and a music video that I dropped in conjunction with it. So we both at the same time a music video that came from our retreats. Okay, well, okay, okay. We were planning Let's... on doing it on the same time, but yeah, I dropped mine a day after. So she launched hers two days ago and I launched mine yesterday. Let's talk but about these music like videos. We songs. have to. We have to talk about these music videos. Can yeah. you describe? <laughs> can you just? Des- can you describe to people what your music video is like? Yeah. So we were at the Solar Sound Music Production Retreat, which is a men's electronic music retreat that I organized. That happens at the same time as Magdalene Moondrops' women's electronic music production retreat called Shakti Sound. And um, the first one ever was in Nevada City, and then the most recent one was in Costa Rica. So at the retreat, we made a song. David Satori from Beats Antique and Dirtwire was the main lead of um, directing the song creation. And it, it actually started as his class. Um, and then his class turned into a collective created song. And then a bunch of us added like hip hop freestyle verses over it. And then we filmed a music video to it. And um, Shakti Sound also made a music video to their song. And so for Solar Sound, for our song, it starts with a bunch of guys like in the jungle and we have sound recorders and we're capturing sounds in the jungle. And then it shows me and I have my sound recorder up to the sun. So it's like capturing the solar sound. And then it goes into Tsutsu Khan, who's a Mayan hip hop artist. And he's um, singing the chorus of the song, which is um, he's naming all the indigenous tribes of Costa Rica. So it's like an indigenous Mayan in the land of Costa Rica naming all the Costa Rican indigenous tribes is um, for honor and paying homage to the land that we're on and the people of the land. And then it goes into seven guys with different like freestyle verses and the rest of us are dancing around and we're all singing our freestyle verses in the jungle and in the pool and up in the mountains and around the fire. And um, yeah, it's just our tribute to the, to the concept of the sacred masculine through epic music and songs and we also have Moe's and Ataya added parts to the song because they were both teachers at the retreat as well. So it was this epic collaboration involving pretty much everyone at the retreat. And so we just launched it yesterday. It's already at um, over 10,000 views and Shakti Sound, the Wild Rose song was launched the day before and that's already at 30,000 views. So 
it's been and can, out there. Can you can you tell us about the juxtaposition, the the uh, contrast of the 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 two different music videos? Yeah, totally. So, um, yeah, our music video is definitely just like a bunch of guys getting down and singing and having the best time of our lives. And then um, the Shakti Sound music video it is just like this rise of the goddess, rise of the feminine in nature, just like emerging from the trees and the bushes and covered in pine needles and emerging from the earth. And um, so, yeah, I mean, they both definitely speak to the concept of the sacred, like Shakti sound, the sacred feminine, and solar sound, the sacred masculine, um, but in their own unique expression and way of doing it. So it's really fun watching both videos back to back because they, they are complementary, but also completely unique and um, completely their own things. I can't wait to watch yours. I'm so excited for it. Really, really excited for it. I can't, I, I'm just not on Facebook really anymore. I know I am, but I don't really browse, so I don't see anything. But I'm surprised I didn't see it on Instagram or anything like that. Everybody check oh, out yeah, the I, music video. Everybody check out these music videos. How do people watch them? Yeah, so right now it's on Facebook is the main way to see them but I'm going to post it on Instagram too. Um, David Satori actually just posted it on Instagram, so you can go to David Satori's Instagram and see it there. But Facebook on Solar Sound, if you just search Solar Sound on Facebook, you'll see the video. It's also on YouTube um, under Solar Sound. The song is called Brothers of the Sun. And then the song is also on SoundCloud if you search Solar Sound. Brothers of the Sun, and there's remixes. So, so far there's three remixes of the song and more people are gonna be making remixes and adding them. And then on Bandcamp, you can actually buy the song and all of the proceeds goes to Tsutsu Khan and his um, project where he's teaching indigenous Mayan kids hip hop and music and awesome. um, in their native language. So it's like language and culture revitalization through hip hop and music. So what's the name of that project? The song go. Um, well, his name is just Tutu Khan, so um, okay. so if you search him, yeah, it's, I, he calls it the school of Maya hip hop. Speaking of Maya hip hop, uh, do you know any lines from those verses from the music video you could share? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, um, the audio on this call is actually much less on the radio, so if you could share a verse, if you know one. <laughs> totally. Um, here I, um, cause it, yeah, it's all the names of the, his verse is just the names of the indigenous Mayan tribes. So it goes, Chorote gas cabecaris, brivis negave terabas, borucas fueteraris, malicus, kinsikil, li abi iwanohe. So that's the chorus, um, but it's with Atsutsu uh, singing it. I, we are off the radio. It's a very likely chance, so I'm not going to uh, to potentially record anything that might be gold that we would want to share later on. I want to thank my two brothers, Danny Stevens and Robin Bloom Leapman, for joining me on today's bike riding. Today was the best episode. We talked to so many people about so many fucking great things. I'm really excited. I am feeling lucky. I'm feeling really... I walk everywhere, man. <laughs> uh, to the late great Johnny Cash do either of you have an appreciation for Johnny Cash that man oh yeah totally. definitely yeah well then yeah, actually 
one of my parents' best friends wrote a song about Johnny Cash and that he uh, bought and ended up using as one of his songs. No way. It was about him? Yeah. No, it's just a, like a song that she wrote and put it on the market for songwriters to purchase because that's this dude to make money is they like I wrote this song but it's someone else is gonna sing it and then Johnny Cash ended up buying her song and used it as one of his songs. Okay, well, uh, we're we all have to jump off and like for to invite all musicians that have songs to submit their music to Nocturnal Submissions. It's a radio show every Sunday night on Shady Pines Radio. Uh, they usually have over 30 submissions, all of which are random from the Portland community mostly. But um, I would love it if you if you sent in a song that they could play. I would love to hear your music represented. Totally. To hear them talk about uh, a Bloom track. I don't know if you have anything recorded, Danny, but you're more than welcome to submit some music as well. Um, do you have okay. any recordings? No, I used to. I used to play in bands, but now it's just solo and meditative. I see. Yeah, I understand. Um, so the next episode, I would like to invite both of you guys back. And Bloom, would you be interested in possibly teaching Danny and myself and maybe some audience members different songs, how to sing different songs together? Yeah, that sounds great. Hmm. Cool. Um, well, uh, until I get hit by a car next close to getting hit by these cars here in Portland. Um, it's beautiful outside. If you're in Portland or if you're in Costa Rica, I hope the weather is really pristine for you. Get out and enjoy it. Thanks for joining me here on Shady Pines Radio, everybody. And Danny and Blue, any last words, just in case we're on the air? I think we are on the air, actually, but I don't think it's recording. But you, you want to say anything to the people of Portland? Uh, just keep making, keep creating what we need. Oh, yeah. And what I will say to the people of Portland is thanks for being awesome. And I look forward to um, visiting and go plant something in your garden and write a song and send it to me and um, maybe make a loincloth out of leaves in your garden and dance around wildly. So other people join. Danny, use your, can we use your garden, Danny? Danny, can we please use your garden? Danny, yes. perfect garden. Yes. Yes. Okay, we've got it. We've You'll got it. You'll find me in the loin club. <laughs> I love you guys so much. Uh, hey, much love, Zachary. I appreciate you. <laughs> okay, yeah, everybody. You too, Zach. All right. Take care. Me too. Bye. And that Bye. was uh, going to just click off Bloom's audio to make sure. Yeah, okay. Wow. It's been hours of me riding this uh this trusty seat of mine if you've been listening and i'm still on the air which is highly doubtful but if that is the case feel free to throw a call in what the hell we are alive and we are and i am going to jump on and get a iced mocha from rocking frogs if i don't get a call within the next minute i will just shut this shit down but in the meantime for all the listeners out there on shady pines radio love you so much thank you so much for paying attention for staying awake during these times we all need our eyes open and we all need our chins up and our backs straight to c sharp c sharp just like the note c sharp it's that major chord you know and we have to stay sharp as well
since nobody's calling, I think that's my time. Thanks for listening here, Shady Pines Radio. Thank you, Damien and Brian, for setting everything up. Um, check out uh, the Wolves. Think tomorrow morning. The Wolves go on tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio. The Wolves are Michael and Christina. They are so sweet. They are so. They are the candy of your Sunday morning. They are the audio candy. They will make you feel so good with their kind of banjo-y, kazooie, you know, just feel-good, bluegrass-type feeling. Uh, and they just they rock it out right there on the spot. And they also brew coffee, and they let you listen to every drop being poured. So enjoy that. I can't wait to be again. For right now, I'm signing off. Shady Pines Radio. Thank you, everybody. And I will talk to you on the roll.